My room is like smoked out. Oof. Thought she was burning sage. Incense, but <laughs> sheesh, it is smoked out. That's no, that's nothing I wanted to add to Kai. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the uh, Kyrie and that dude uh, Max that be like doing all the basketball impersonations and shit? Uh uh Okay, I'll br I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up and tell y'all. <clears throat> Let's get it whenever you're ready. All right. Sorry. Are you good? My robe on. <laughs> Take it away. Okay. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Black Bot and Bearded Podcast with DJ Motor Main, Spike Reed, and myself, Von Kyle. What's up, everybody? What up, what up, what up? You know, big, big, big week that just happened. Definitely a big week. Got a whole lot to talk about. Definitely excited for this one. You already know. You already know, man. I'm here. I'm ready to get things started. Already okay. Well, first, I think we want to touch on this Malcolm and Marie movie, mm. Netflix exclusive. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Seth, what do you have to say about this? All right, well, so you know, uh, you know, I guess, I guess we got to have somewhat of a spoiler-free uh, thing because Motor didn't, unfortunately, didn't see it yet. So I ain't gonna give away the whole thing, but we dog gonna discuss just a little bit of it. Listen, man, I. Uh, I, I will say this, uh, and Mona, you didn't necessarily even have to see the movie to see this, that uh, Zendaya has arrived. She yes. has arrived. I'm like, listen, because I, so I'm a little bit older. I'm a little bit older and I don't have any kids. So I wasn't like in the, which I think she's on Disney, right? She's on the Disney. Yeah. yeah. I, I missed that. I missed that whole wave because I don't have any kids and I'm older. So I missed all that. So, I, all I knew was just like seeing her from Twitter, basically, right? And um, I watched Euphoria, and it was it was cool. And you know, it kind of lost me, me personally. I'm not saying what a good show. I'm saying me personally. After a while, I was like, all right, I'm I'm good. And I kind of got over it. Then she did um, Spider Man, and she's MJ, and I'm like, eh, all right. But then Malcolm and Marie, oh, she cold. Oh, she cold, and I and I as I said on my uh, I said it on my Twitter, so I'm gonna just say it on the Blackboard and Bearded podcast. I got apologizes in there, and because it's not like all right, so, so I I said Zendaya on Twitter two years ago was built like Brandon Ingram. I, I shouldn't have. I don't know why I said that. I was as an asshole move. I was wrong. I'm mad enough to admit I was wrong. The reason why I said that was not because I was hating, but you know be like gassing up somebody too much and you're like man fuck that nah yo nah like nah she built like kd you know what i'm saying like i just got i just kind of got a little irritated and that's when i said it you know what i'm saying because people was talking crazy like you know people on twitter be talking reckless they try to compare her to like meryl streep or some shit like that and I, I just got frustrated so my bad today you you a beast she cold my man john david washington yes Bell son cold that Very nice. is cold, man. I did a um, I was on the episode of Ballers. I was playing a football player, and I was on there with him, and I chopped it up with him one time. And that dude, I mean, he's real, real cool dude, man. So uh, he attended. Obviously, was fire. He killed it in that. So both, I say all that to say, both of them have arrived as far as acting. This is a movie that was nothing but dialogue. And it's hard to do when it's when you do movies, you know what I'm saying? And it's like very pretty much no action whatsoever. It's just straight dialogue for an hour and 45 minutes and to keep the audience's attention. And they did that. Like straight from start to finish, it kept you in it. So I'm just like, they they killed it, man. They definitely killed it. Um, and man, I guess that's the best way I could spoil or free to say it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I mean, we need we need motor to check that out. So, you know, we can discuss it. But I mean, uh, yeah, Motor, I mean, what, it, what just just off of them two as actors, like, what, what do you feel? Like, how do you feel when you, some their past work, Zendaya and uh, John David Washington? John David is one of my favorite new actors, man. And, uh, I mean, it's no secret that his dad is, like, my all-time favorite. Of course. So, uh, 
just just seeing his name on the credits is is outstanding. And then Zendaya, like I've always had, um, like I'm not gonna say an affinity, but because it's not that deep, but I've always like liked what she's done. Like whenever I've seen her uh, in a movie, um, she's young, she's she's uh, pretty, she's smart. Um, you know, she's black. I'm rooting for everybody that's black. So, for sure, for sure. Most yes, um, I'd be excited to see this. Now, I heard things about this movie prior to it. I didn't know that this was uh, what it was. Um, crazy is I'll read a few of the uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews because you know they like to they like to tell you what they think of movies before you actually get to see it, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that always kind of like. It used to it used to help me do, decide whether I wanted to watch the movie or not. But nowadays, it's hard for me to trust the critics' uh, view because I've liked a lot of movies that critics didn't like. Yeah, but a lot of politics go into it now, man. Yeah, a whole lot of politics go into so it. One of the things that I read was at once mildly admirable and deeply unlikable. And then the other one that I seen was an insufferable, self-satisfied talk fest <laughs> and after you said you know it's an hour or something of only dialogue, dialogue it, it now i understand why they're saying this because i'm like well what the hell why would it be a talk fest uh you know yeah yeah but see see <laughs> the, the real problem the real problem with stuff like that is like that's that, a poor explanation <laughs> yeah exactly like, <laughs> like so poor yeah the, the problem the problem with stuff like that is especially with certain critics nowadays is that the, it, like i said like you're saying it's all it's all political like a lot of times like oh well this movie has a a, a black message so i don't like it so i'm gonna give it a bad review this movie has a women empowerment message so i don't like it so i'm gonna give it a bad review it's never really very rarely now is it about the movie they when tenet came out just to give you an example tenet y'all also y'all both saw tenet right no. Jesus. Okay. So, okay. All right. Tenet. Remember how, how cold Tenet was, right? Tenet was clearly an action, action sci-fi movie or whatever, you know, Christopher Nolan is saying the goat. And they literally, one of the reviews I saw was they said that it was humorless. And I'm sitting there like, so when you look at the trailer for Tenet, what the hell makes you think is going to have humor in it? What makes you think that this is going to be nothing about that says it's going to be comedy? Nothing. So the, the idea that they, they are coming up with these these ridiculous statements, like as far as uh, Malcolm and Marie as a talk fest and all this other foolishness is like, bro, like if you look at the trailer, that's what it shows. It shows them in a dialogue. It, it is a dialogue driven film. The trailer will show you that enough. So by you stating the obvious and then saying it like it's a negative, it's just some stupid ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody has time for that, man. That that some of them crit and that and that's the problem with some critics because they put people in a position who haven't seen it to be like, oh, maybe I don't want to watch it because this critic said this. But the critics is all on some political bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I, I think as well, like they they intentionally put the focus on the dialogue in the movie from just the way that it's actually filmed. Yes. It's all black and white so that you're not focused on like colors and fabrics and different details and stuff like that. Like you're more focused to be on like dialogue, what you're saying, what actions are taking place. Like your focus is on that. And that's part of the movie. But it's like, if you just read that and you don't really watch the movie, it's like, you won't understand that. Correct. Or at least you won't be open-minded enough to get it. Cause I didn't even read the review. I just watched it. I was like, yeah. huh? Okay. Like when, when, when you watched it, when it watched it, did it like immediately uh, grab you? Like, cause you know, it's so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because okay. it was just like, I felt like Zendaya, even though she's young, I felt like they didn't over-sexualize the movie at all. I felt mm. like it was very like teasy. And it, I mean, it probably made you go, if you don't have a spouse, made you want to go home and like mess with them a little bit. Cause it's like, <laughs> they brought that out a little bit and then they yeah. bring it back in and bring it yeah. out and you're like, <sighs> Are you getting it on now? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, every every that is true. Every yeah, every single time. Yeah, everything every single time. You know, mm-hmm. you thought something was gonna happen, then an argument, and it mm-hmm. was that was mm-hmm. that was dope, man. The way that they and did that it's shit. um, you understand like both. At least me, I understood like both characters like dialogue very good. I like they both had valid points every time. I was yep. like, damn, damn, yep. damn. Yes. It's not like I should just have popcorn and eat and watch it because it was just really really good. I loved it. 
They was they was they was cutting deep, man. I I know we done all had a significant other where we done got into arguments or something with them, man. You just wanna sometimes you wanna cut deep, but you pull back. God damn, they ain't pulled back a second at, at all. Motor, when you see it, bruh, they did not cut back a second. They was, you know, you get into it with your with your lady guy, you know, whatever guy you you talk to, you get into it, you just be like, man, I'm I'm a I'm a go there, I'm a go there, but they're like, yeah, maybe I should. Jugular. Yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> Them motherfuckers was like, nah, I'm going for the jugular every time. I don't care about holding shit back, and that's what made it entertaining. It was just like, it was very very relatable. Evan is very relatable to that film, man. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that it definitely you can learn a lot from it. I mean, I was just like in awe every time when you think one person had a point, you're like, oh, they're totally in the right. And then the other person come up and you're like, oh, yep. I'm not. I'm not going to you all, girl. You yeah. need to talk and work through your shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Dialogue is necessary for something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was it was it was really it was really good, man. Mm -hmm. I always I like to. uh I, I, one thing that I'll always say is the very last place that you need to go for reviews for movies is Twitter. That will be the last place. Twitter is there solely to hate on whatever it is you got going on. Because I see, <laughs> I, I'm looking at other reviews and I'm listening to other people that have actually seen it. And they're like, I love it. I love it. I, love it. I get on Twitter, Michael Murray trash. That shit's trash. That shit's weird. I was like, okay. Just hella memes. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, I, I know what this is. I saw this coming. I saw this coming. So I do. I was like, yeah. oh, this banter is going to be on Twitter for about a month. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You know, luckily, luckily, I was fortunate enough not to see any long think pieces yet, but I'm sure they're there. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I see what I'd say. Everybody like, go see Michael McCree. now? Like, she's still under 21? Uh, I don't think she so. she got to be older than that. I feel like she's... Let's, let's see. Zendaya's age. <laughs> she got to be over... Cause like I know she's twenty four. She's yeah, twenty four. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought yeah. she, like, why are we still worried about sexualizing her? Like, she, come on. Now. I just come think on. like in general, in terms of like they could have and they didn't really go there. Go there. Like a lot of pull a titty out. I mean, you know, they didn't yeah. do yeah. too much. I feel like they really kept the focus on what was being said and, and the dynamic of it. Because I think that was the overall message of the movie, mm. not necessarily to be so sexual <laughs> yeah yeah the trailer made me think otherwise i thought I okay thought, yeah the, tra the trailer made me think this was you know a black 50 shades of gray or something that's not that's what i thought when i saw the trailer mm -hmm. but, um you know and, and again like I, I obviously you know like i'm a filmmaker and i act so i i certainly have a, a, a much more bigger appreciation for what they did with that one so um i mean i personally just love it man like i really they, they couldn't have did it any better in my mind. I agree. I completely agree. Um, I do want to switch gears just a little bit more into the sports realm mm -hmm. with gentlemen at the table. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about courtside Karen and LeBron. <laughs> uh, okay. If you guys didn't hear, what day was this game? Uh, Monday. Monday was Monday. Tuesday. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. We had Juliana Carlos. I think that's her real name, but we'll call it Corsair Karen. She wants to start talking shit to LeBron. It was Monday. Yep. Yeah. Monday. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. She wants to talk to the king. Talk crazy to the king. Yeah. What did you guys think about this situation? Today, motor. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna say this. Uh, for one, uh, the name Corsair Karen is hilarious. <laughs> Whether LeBron came up with it or not. Um, first of all, I watched the video and I didn't quite get where she got off. Um, you know, I understand this defending your husband and everything. Um, I wouldn't quite want my wife to come to my rescue against no. an NBA all-star athlete. Um, but, uh, in this case, Corsad Karen got all she deserved. Amen. <laughs> she, Amen. When you come clapping at, at another man about 
you know, something that had nothing to do with her in the first place. Yep. Um, that's what's going to happen. And second of all, like, stop coming for LeBron, man. Leave the man alone. Like, don't ever scream, <laughs> I pay your salary, like, at the, at the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I done made your salary times a thousand since I've been playing in the league. Come on now. I signed this contract before I played this game. Don't play exactly. with me. Exactly. Facts. Facts. I made a billion uh, like what you mean like come on um, and then you know the thing that that cracks me up the most is um so the beloved Stephen A and I love Stephen A but for him to say that the NBA the sport of NBA needs uh Corsair Karen um this guy uh I don't know if I got what he was saying wrong but I believe that I got it right and what I believe is that you don't get off by saying that, first of all, a woman didn't need to be kicked out because she was heckling the man. There's no, there's not that many fans there in the first place. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear her first over anybody else that's there. She's, she's courtside as well. She was very disrespectful. And I believe with enough liquor in her body, she probably would have tried to fight if LeBron if she could. Mm-hmm. Course, it wouldn't have escalated to that because I don't think anybody would have let it. But let's just say if they hadn't gotten rid of her, excuse me, th- then uh, the heckling would have continued. So I do believe that um, the right thing was done by kicking her ass out. And I do believe that uh, Stephen A has lost his damn mind. Talking about <laughs> NBA needs. We need her. What do we need courtside Karen for? We don't. I no. mean, Sport is has enough jokers and hecklers in it, um, and people think that it's it's cool, and it's at a it's at a point where it's like OD, like you should never get um, beside yourself like that. Not saying you're not on the pedestal of these athletes, but you know where do you get off disrespecting another person like that? Come on, man. And if Savannah would have been there, it'd have been nothing. Straight <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs> Straight up. First, first and foremost, like the, the the one person who keeps who keeps getting uh looked over in the scenario is her fossil of a husband. That motherfucker, that that old ass steroid user motherfucker has been getting glossed over in this whole scenario. She said, I, I listened to one of the things that she said in her uh and her quote-unquote side of the story. And she said, well, first of all, my husband, whatever the fuck his name is, he doesn't. He has a problem with LeBron. Yo, what do you mean he has a problem? LeBron does not know you. Like, that is one of the most weirdest things I ever heard. This dude, they brought up his, uh, his Instagram, and he has multiple different times where he's been sitting courtside at Hawks games, and LeBron's next to him, and it'll be a picture taken, and he'll put, like, a caption of it. Oh, this guy almost sat on my wallet. It's some stupid shit like that. <laughs> I'm like, so, so basically what it is is that this is a, uh, I don't know, 60, 70-year-old, 60-plus man. <laughs> That is has this this weird one sided beef with LeBron James, and he pro- and he probably said as you know as everyone has pointed out because one of the things she tried to say was oh well my husband uh, LeBron said something to him obviously we've seen eighteen years worth of LeBron James and the, he he's not the guy who just attacks random people in the crowd your husband says something disrespectful to him LeBron it's, it's not that many people in the crowd where LeBron had time. <laughs> It was gonna come down to LeBron had to, <laughs> and it sends him back to him. They had their little, they had their little back and forth. That should have been it right there. She decided to jump in. She decided to escalate the situation, and then immediately, in Karen-like fashion, decided to play victim. Oh my God, I got kicked out. I don't know why. I didn't do anything. Why am I getting kicked? Like it's always it's always victim, victim, victim. I didn't do nothing. This happened to me. It's just they picked me out of a hat to pick on the fuck out of here. The fact of the matter is, is that she decided to cause a scene. She ended up getting kicked out. She then took it to uh, her social media to try to gain some clout and it backfired for obvious reasons. Like, listen, if you're gonna do that and do all that. 
that bullshit, the last time you want to do that is on the first day of Black History Month. <laughs> Bitch had some nerve. You got the audacity to come at a black man and talk crazy to him on the first day of Black History Month, and then surprise that you hold uh, mentions and DMs and your your uh, pictures and everything just get flooded with quote unquote hate, and it's not even hate. It's really just some like you got what you deserve type shit. So she come out the next day uh, with an apology because that dude probably told her, you know, the fossil probably said, listen, man, you need to fix this shit because everybody going to take my tickets away or something like that. <laughs> so he's like, all right. And then she came back with a little apology. So I, I think that she got everything that she deserved. I think that the husband needs to get more slander because he's escaped it. And as far as Moda's statement about uh, screaming a myth, this dude, this clown, I... You know, I, 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 I screaming a myth, man. I, I have such a major issue with this dude, but um, but and and it's not like the same issue. Remember, like the dude, the one guy has an issue with LeBron. LeBron doesn't know him. He hates LeBron. I don't hate screaming a myth. I just dislike like some of the shit that he be saying, right? And <laughs> um, he, this dude, <laughs> saying that the game needs that. If that was anybody else, this would not be the case. If that, if that would have been happened to uh, uh, um, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry or Luca, it would have been, oh, this is disgusting. I can't believe these fans are allowed to do that. But because it's LeBron, oh, this is what the game needs. The game needs this. this is what the it's, it's always, I tell you, uh, one thing, we, we all know, all of us are LeBron fans here, so we've all seen this. We, we, we see the jig. We know what it is. Well, anytime it's LeBron, it's never like what it would be for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like something happens to somebody else is just like, it's the worst thing in the world. It happens to LeBron, it gets praised. Like that's just kind of how things go. So Stephen A. Smith needs sh need to shut the hell up for the rest of his life. And uh, I'm glad courtside Karen got what she deserved and the husband needs worse. That's how I feel. <laughs> I felt like Karen was uh, Juliana Karen, whatever we want to call her. I mean, <laughs> whenever I read this I, or watch this, read this, I was kind of like, what is wrong with this woman? Why does she, first of all, if this is an issue that your husband has with this man, maybe let your husband deal with it. Why mm -hmm. do you feel like you need to be catalyst for whatever this is? And anytime you go ask somebody with violence, like, she, what did she say? She said she would whoop his ass like, girl, because if really the situation came to a head and LeBron didn't give an F a lot less than you right, think he does and right. you were to, to pop off and hit you, then it's all kinds of bigger mm -hmm. problems. Like, mm -hmm. you know, don't don't ask for things that you don't really want to happen to you. Like, talking that stupid that's shit. not okay. Talking that's She's over here threatening him, talking about all that. I'm like, you should have been escorted out because you can't do that to anybody else if this had been you know, WNBA and a female's there and a male is in the stands sitting up threatening a female like that. Yep. You don't think they're ushering that guy out for That's the same facts. reason, for safety? Like, you could have yeah. a knife, a gun, a blade. You want to attack somebody? Like, you never know. Yes, She's being crazy as hell anyway. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you you're, you're right about that. Big facts. I was off, of course, I Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, keeping into basketball realms, uh, let's talk about Katie yesterday having to, was yesterday, leave the game due to COVID protocol. He came off the bench. You know, that's different. That's new mm -hmm. for Katie. Got mm -hmm. a little rest, then was pulled mid game because they found out that someone that he had been in contact with was positive. So what do you guys think about this? DJ Motorman, what do you have to say? Oh man, uh, these COVID, these COVID uh, cases, you know, have changed the way we do everything, especially now uh, in game, you can be called out of the game for a COVID test that happened before the game and be allowed to play with others and then be retracted Held against your will <laughs> to, to um, forcibly quarantine uh, when you're going to go right back and be with those players and everything. Listen, uh, I'm not a fan of the way that uh, things are being ran right now, but um, to each his own, if it's working, uh, I can dig it. But as far as like how it happened with KD, um, I just think that, in all honesty, uh, who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, mm -hmm. yeah. 
major league. Yeah. He got he got COVID or whatever he got. But here's the thing that here's the thing that 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 I can't really ponder about. Okay, he was positive before he had I mean, he had COVID and he couldn't um, play. That was last year. Yeah, he got COVID early. He, he had COVID early when it first started. I want to say like uh, May or something like that. Right. So, what happened now that he came that has popped up, you know, and now he can play, especially if he had been around players. Um, I don't understand the taking him out in that moment because at that point he's already, you know, uh, been around everyone. Um, they might as well have done the duty of just letting him finish the game and then telling him after the game, look. Yep. You, know, you tested positive. You cannot play the next game. You can't mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. Taking them out in the middle of the game, it's like, dude, you didn't infect everybody. Now <laughs> it's over. It's like, over. Here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, get out of here. You didn't infect people. Get out of here. Yeah. You, you, you already started down the wrong path. Might as well finish. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> that's basically what they say. You yeah. already started. I don't get that at all. I mean, all that resulted in what, like a 63 point pop off by Pascal Siakam yeah. and Lowry to whoop their ass. It was like, Ooh. I mean, I, I, lo- I love that part, but damn. Oh, I enjoy yeah. watching that. It's like, Man, I love that part. Like, you know, fuck, fuck the Nets. I love that. But, yeah. but no, I, I feel as though that, um, you know, just to piggyback off what Moda said, that's, it's, it makes no sense whatsoever. It's like, you know, I'm I'm all about making sense, right? Like I, I get even if even if somebody doesn't like it, if it makes sense, then do it. But so it's kind of like you know, just like with COVID in general. Like I I, I don't like the fact that uh, what they'll do is they'll be like, oh well, you know, you can come to this crowded restaurant, but we're, we're instead of closing at at midnight, we're closing at ten. I'm like, well, what difference do it make? Like, it's still our, everyone's there. It's already crowded. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense. So you, so, okay. So KD, because of COVID protocols, he doesn't start. Okay, but he still comes in the game later in the first quarter. That doesn't make sense. So then you let him play the remainder of the first quarter. You let him play the second quarter. You let him hang out with the team at halftime. You let him come in in the third quarter. Then you pull him out the game because of COVID. That doesn't make sense. It's just like, just like you said, they've already affected everybody. It is what it is at that point. So at that point, you might as well let them finish the game. So, okay, cool. So now he's out. He's out for tonight against Philly, which is going to be a huge game. They're going to have his, um, the protocols uh, because of COVID protocols. But it's just like, this this is where the the hypocrisy comes in because it's like and, and let, let's be clear I'm not a fan of KD at all like I don't give a damn about a KD plays or he don't play I don't give a damn but right is right wrong is wrong so it ain't about the person so you let you don't let KD play but yet you're pushing to have an all star game where you're going to have all the biggest names in basketball under one roof in the very city that is basically leading COVID cases because they're actually letting people come into games in Atlanta. So I I just, I don't understand that logic. So KD can't play because of COVID protocols, but we're going to put KD and every other superstar in the NBA under one roof and have them play with all these COVID protocols. It's just, you know, that that's where you lose me when it doesn't make sense. That's 100% where you lose me. So I, I hope that, uh, um, KD does come back, you know, like I said, I don't care about KD, but I still wanted, you know, I, I, I'm fair. So I do hope that he does come back in, uh, in place, but, um, I just, I don't know. I, that was just bizarre. Like the way, the way that they decided to do that and the way that they decided to handle that was very bizarre. So no, nah, I'm not a fan, not a fan of how Adam Silver handled that. I mean, he usually does handle things very well, but just this time now nah, he missed a mark on it for real. Make it make sense. Right. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. That's what that's the bottom line here. It's real. Okay. Uh did, does anybody care about Takashi 69 coming back around? <laughs> does anybody care? I don't care. I, don't I know give, he had new music. I know yeah. it's not that great. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> But see, but my 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 I don't give a damn is not for the reason that everyone else's reason is, right? Like I'm also I'm also not, you know, I'm also like I was saying, I mean, ironically, what I was just saying about the hypocrisy thing, I'm also not on the side of hypocrisy, right? Like I'm not on the side of people, you know, nowadays people pick and choose who they wanna, 
not support based on their extracurricular activities outside of their uh, their field, outside of music, outside of whatever it is, you know, like, I mean, people, uh, you know, they've seen, um, I don't want to bring him up because he passed, but they, you know, they, they've supported some people who have done <laughs> some wild, ridiculous, like need to be in jail type of shit. But then because it's pot, but then they'll be like, but I hate R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, look, just speaking shoes. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying you gotta like okay. I'm just saying you gotta, you gotta be consistent. You know what I'm saying? If you don't mm-hmm. like somebody for doing some wild, uh, ridiculous shit, then don't like other people do it too, right? So I don't not like Takashi because the the whole snitch thing. I think that's corny as fuck. I think that he he shouldn't have did it. I think that's corny as fuck. But I mean, I'm you know I'm not a I'm not a street dude. Like I'm not in the streets, so I don't really care about that. I just feel as though that like, uh, I think that it's. Takashi, his music just ain't good. Like that's that just really comes down to like everyone you saying like, oh well, you know, you do we care he's back? He came back. Like, I mean, he came back to do what? Like, if his music's trash, who cares? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and I, I liked uh, when he first came out. I liked the Joe Gummo. That shit was hard. And then he had, a, he had like Gummo was hard. He had like two other joints that was hard. But aside from that, it's it's just you kind of weak. So. That's what I care about. So when he say he's back, I'm like, all right, back for what? I don't, I'm, I'm look, I'm 33. Like, I don't care about the antics. I don't give a fuck about that shit. But is the music good? You know what I'm saying? That's what I care about. Music's weak. So no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, same for me. I could just, never really care about what a rat is talking about or thinking about. So mm-hmm. that just ends my whole conversation. <laughs> Uh, he just always got a lot going on for me that even the stuff he says in his music because like I'll listen to a song and break it down lyrically and then listen to the rhythms and be like hey you had a cool producer but now you just talking about a bunch of dumb shit and I can't really get behind it because you're hella stupid in the first place (laughs) after the decisions you make so it's like "Mm, you're out of here I can't take what you're saying did y'all ever did y'all ever like any of the music before the whole ratting thing it was decent. Yeah. Um, as a DJ, I was I had to play it because a lot of it was mainstream. So it was decent. Like, you know, it wasn't bad. Uh, he had a few records that I did start to like. And then, you know, once he went the other way, it was like, damn, I can't like none of this music mm. anymore. Because how did how did how did uh Gummo play in the club when you was when you was uh, spinning it? Uh which one is that? Uh, uh, that's the first record. Yeah, boom, boom, that beat was hard. All of the prior to him um, turning into a, a federal informant were, yeah. In all honesty, I mean, everybody, almost everybody loved it. Um, of course, there were people that hated it, but like the music was solid. And then, you know, when he decided to become an informant, it was just like, for me personally, I couldn't take. Uh, any of his music or anything else uh, mm-hmm. serious. Like, I just didn't want to hear anything he had to talk about. Um, I'm not into uh, supporting people who become federal informants. Um, right. Not my thing. I mean, listen, uh, especially when you choose to, uh, you know, stand on that side of the fence. Like, if you're going to be, you know, this person that walks the life of the streets and you know you follow the street codes then that's one thing but if you say you follow the street codes and then you decide oh you know i was only following it because my homies was following it mm-hmm. and the police are at my doorstep i don't really know anything about street codes then you are one of the people that i am talking about you need mm-hmm. to go ass down somewhere because this is this is what we're talking about it's not people that oh um you know, are just innocent bystanders for for uh, mm-hmm. that happens. No, it's the people that decide. Oh, I'm gonna be a street nigga, or I'm gonna be a street bitch, and then that street shit happen, and the police come up, and it's like, oh, I ain't no street. It get real. Once <laughs> shit get real, exactly yeah, how I feel. now. Like, what happened? All of that code and shit she was talking before. So yeah, that's the only problem I have with it. Don't. That's why the lyrics are hard. Like, just the whole overall concept yeah. of him. It's like what you write about or rap about and you claim so hard and you like, you I mean, it's like you claim that in your music so hard as a part of you, but then like who you actually are does not even remotely match up to that. And it's like, you come out with new music and it's just on the same shit you were just on and you just got arrested. Can't for do it. it. You, you can't. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. You folded. You know what I mean? Like you, you didn't hang in. You didn't mm-hmm. make it like what you say you would do. You went complete opposite way, and it's like. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you, bro. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't. I mean, and that, and that's one of the th- first things I noticed. Like, um, when we when it came, you, we need you need more need people. more people. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. When he when he when he first when he when he came when he got out, I wanted I, I did want to hear his first record because I wanted to be like, okay, is he gonna try to still be on that street shit? And I think the first record he did it was a couple club joints, but you get his 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 mentality was still like. It's still the same shit, and it's like, yo, but you, we, you've already proven that you're not a gangster for real. You already proven that, so exactly. I, I don't know why you even attempted to even do anything remotely close to that after the fact. So I, you know, he he he, he put up the post and said he's back. He said I left because I wanted to show you this internet shit was boring without me. Nah, it was cool. It was cool without you. It was cool. <laughs> just fine. Yeah, it was perfectly, it. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, we're good. We're good, a lot good. of other people. Yeah. <laughs> we got okay. Malcolm and Marie now. We don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're preoccupied. We uh, okay, guys. Uh, last two areas. Let's talk about football. Super Bowl is tomorrow. You guys excited about the Super Bowl? Oh, Brady, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Legend versus future legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs, Buccaneers. What are you guys' predictions? Who do you think is taking it home? Where are you guys at? I'm gonna start with uh, who I like. So I like I like the I like the matchup because of course we got uh, the young guy, the young gun against the the old goat. Oh boy! I'm excited to uh, you know I've been reading some of the the news that they've been, um, you know, spewing about these two and, and all the rest of the players uh, during media day. Um, the the one thing that I think is uh, not necessarily overlooked, but I think that hasn't been uh, talked about as much is, you know, we talk about age a lot because they're going to ask Brady is he going to come back? When is he going to retire? If he wins, is this the last championship? And um, for me, that's the furthest thing from my mind. And on all honesty, I don't think enough has been asked of Brady what happens if he loses and if he loses badly. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, this team – when they got Brady, that's what the that's what it was. Okay, we're gonna see them in the Super Bowl. But yeah. now that they're actually here and they're playing this Chiefs team, who has looked good all season, I don't really see them being able to to win. Now it's a possibility. It is a possibility. Any given Sunday, mm-hmm. somebody could walk off that field um, with with the championship, but. Um, I I don't think it I don't think it has anything to do with Brady them uh, losing this weekend. I just think that um, some of the guys that are inexperienced, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, even though he's a veteran, none of these guys have played in this game yet. So um, I just think that the big stage is going to get kind of the best of them, and um, if they do go up, um, they won't be able to handle uh, the lead and. Now it'll be Brady's turn to lose the lead and uh, lose the championship. So I I, I predicted the uh, Pat Mahomes and them um, come on back with the with the goal, you know, back to back it, show these old guys how it's done, and uh, we'll have something to talk about for Brady next year. Hmm. Well, let, let me let me let me start with. And I know, I know Moda, you're going to hate this, but and one thing that's going to be running through my mind is Ben Roethlisberger just imagining him fighting air from the fact that Le'Veon Bell and A.B. is in the Super Bowl without him. That is going to be hilarious. Just me sitting there thinking, Big Ben just sitting there watching that game, tears in his eyes. Why they said he gonna be fighting air like Cuba Gooding and Boys in the Hood? That's how he gonna be sitting there fighting air, just sick to his stomach. Le'Veon and AB in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that, that being said, I got I got my guy 
my homeboy getting this W right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, uh, I've seen against us, Tom Brady. Well, see, with us, other, when I say us, I mean the Eagles. You know, Tom Brady, he, you know, he, he threw like some crazy amount of yards that, that Super Bowl or whatever. But, you know, he folded to uh, a um, backup. I've also seen Tom Brady win, you know, against greats. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it. I've seen it all. You know, he did that. No, I'm not even going to get on him, uh, you know, the, against us the first time. The Eagles the first time with Donovan. I'm not even going to get on that one. But, you know, listen, Brady, he, he's, he's a beast. You can't you can't deny that. One of, one of the greatest, you know, it's too much, to, too much accolades to even go down. I feel as though that um, it's just, I think, I think this is it. I think Mahomes is going to go ahead and close the casket on Brady. I don't think he's going to literally retire, but I think this is last time in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a beatdown too. I think it's going to be one of those. That's my bold, that's my bold prediction. I see the Chiefs like hopping out on them like just starting the game. I see them hopping out on them like maybe like 20, 21, 24 to 3 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just just really getting on them. And I mean we all saw what happened against the Falcons? We all saw the twenty-eight and set to seven. We we all we saw that. But I think that you know Mahomes. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't Matt Ryan. He ain't gonna do no foolishness. Like that. So I, I think I think that uh, I think the Chiefs got this one. I think the Chiefs got it. I will be if the Bucks win. I will be very surprised. I will you know and look. I, I as even though he did a lot of foolishness, I, I do like AB. I would love to see AB get a ring. So. You know, I wouldn't be mad if the Bucks get one, but at the same time, I feel like, yeah, I think it's my homeboy's time. You know, I think that, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs got this one. You know what I'm saying? What you say? I say Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely Chiefs. have been a Mahomes fan for a while. Not necessarily a Chiefs fan, because yeah. I'm a Raiders fan, but Mahomes in general, like just his game, he's so versatile. I'm like, go, go, keep mm-hmm. climbing. I just love watching him in general. He's bomb. So bomb. Oh yeah. But we will see. We will see how this big, big, big matchup plays out. I'm actually really excited to see these two teams go head to head because it's a different, different matchup. It's gonna be nice. Um, Motor, you had something you wanted to touch on regarding the Steelers. I'm gonna let you take it away. What you wanted to say? <laughs> I mean, what what a, what what a transition from me bringing up the Steelers with, yeah. with Big Man. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so I wanted to talk about this earlier on Twitter, but of course, I felt like it would be too much to talk about on on that app. So I figured it'd be better if I brought it to the podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, and you brought up perfectly. Uh, you know, a point that I wanted to make, the fact that my Steelers aren't in the Super Bowl this year, and now we have to sit and watch two former teammates, two former athletes that used to play for the Steelers, whom are not on that team anymore that are in the Super Bowl. Mm. Brought a tear to my, uh, can't lie. Um, Mm -hmm. I wept, uh, but, you know, it, it says something about this franchise, and and here's a here's an angle uh, that I like to to follow. So, um, you know, everybody when we talk about the Steelers, we talk about six rings. That's the first thing we talk about: six championships, six Lombardies, and that's a great bragging right. But um, one of the things that I think a lot of my Steeler fans um, need to start thinking about is is this the same Steelers franchise that we've all grown to love? And no, it's not. Mm-mm. Because um, the main reason uh, that I want to take this, uh, this perspective and is because I want people to understand what we're looking at right now. The Rooney rule, the head Rooney in charge right now is not the same Rooney that started the Rooney rule. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with the Rooney son who's running the organization right now. But what I do want to say is that he ain't his daddy. Mm-hmm. And the way that he ran things, his daddy is the reason why this is the franchise that we all love. But I'll tell you what, the way this Rooney is running the franchise has had me ready 
to switch sides a few times. Now, the only problem, <laughs> I don't really know where to go because I'm a diehard Steeler fan. So I don't see myself necessarily trading my terrible towel <laughs> for you know uh, uh, a Ravens head or something like that. Just just, just go five go five hours east, man. We still in Pennsylvania. <laughs> we still in Pennsylvania. Go five hours east. <laughs> but Philly, Philly. but uh, one of the things that that also has come to my attention is that the way they do things has become I don't know. It's really. It's really disturbing to be honest because we're always at the top of the league for the wrong things. We're always talked about as being, you know, um, a locker room that talks. I mean, look at our look at our locker room. They talk to the the offensive line, the defensive line, the receiving core, the, the quarterbacks, the running backs. Now, don't get me wrong, any franchise you go to, these guys are open for the media, but our guys are constantly in the media bashing each other, bashing yep. former players, bashing former coaches, mm-hmm. being asked the wrong things and answering them at the wrong time. Like, Culture. why do you care about a team that won't play for four weeks on the schedule? Why are you going to bait the, the media into, well, why are you letting the media bait you into a conversation that you don't have to answer? Yeah. So, um, Another thing, lastly, that I will say about these guys is um, that had me furious was the idea that we don't need to hire outside of our franchise to fix it. So we lose our offensive coordinator. We uh, promote Matt Canada um, from our offensive coordinator. I mean, from our... um, what was he? Uh, quarterbacks coach, I think. Quarterbacks coach Maybe, to offensive yeah. coordinator. Now he's the offensive coordinator. I heard there's a lot of like, uh, you know, jet sweeps and, and and crossing routes and stuff that he likes in his playbook, which mm-hmm. is going to be a whole different uh, thing next season. But yeah. whose idea was this? Was it was it Mike Tomlin's idea? to hire within the staff because yeah, yeah. Will Tomlin hired within the staff last year when yeah. they decided to get rid of someone. And when they decided to get rid of someone the year before, what did Mike Tomlin do? Hire within the staff. Try, try to keep it with it, try to keep it in-house, you know what I'm saying? I understand the concept, but it doesn't always always work that way. Why is it that it's so cool for our franchise to believe that we're only one step away and that we can keep hiring within the staff to get to where we need to be. I I truly believe that um, as much as I love the Roonies and as much as I love Mike Tomlin, I'm not saying we need to move on from Mike Tomlin, but I do think that like this staff is is not it. Yeah. Um, You know, I've gotten several texts from Chief telling me that this is not it. So. I'm sure that, you know, uh, going into this season, hopefully there's uh, this off season, hopefully there's more movement, um, you know, with the staff and with the team. Um, and, and personally, I love big Ben, but I think his tenure is over with us. I think it's, well, yeah, I think he's done. He's uh, done. $1 million is way too much money. Um, they did that because they restructured his contract probably three times, I believe since uh he's been with us um and i mean his last contract they've restructured it at least three times yeah now they owe him all this money and it's like well do we want to bring him back no we don't want to bring him back all this cheese yeah he should he should have been done i think ben ben is i think this was his last straw too this this was his last his last little run um you know, and the, the, see, the problem with the Steelers is you run into the situation where they're kind of like, I look at the Steelers kind of like an NBA team that made the eighth seed of the playoffs. It's like, you're not good enough to get to the next level, but you're also not bad enough to get like a high pick. 
You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of the issue that the Steelers going to run into. Like they're not going to be able to get like a really good pick because they were good enough. I mean, you had a, you had a, they had a great record this year. I mean, a terrible ending of the I don't know what the hell that was about, but they had a great record up until then. And then just, it just fell apart towards the end. And now you made the playoffs, losing the first round. And so, Shit, like you know, I don't know, I don't know where to go from there as far as if I was y'all. If y'all, if y'all are, I think definitely it's over for Ben. And if y'all are serious about getting rid of Tom and shit, we'll take him in Philly any day. <laughs> we will take that brother and Philly any day. So you know, yeah, man. Uh, One man's trash is another team's treasure. That's what I'm saying. Amen to that. <laughs> Best way to put it. Now, now I, I wanted to ask y'all. Um, you know, to shift a little bit, I wanted to ask y'all if y'all saw it kind of, it happened yesterday. Um, the incident with Kyrie Irving and uh, I guess, I don't want to call him a YouTube star, but YouTube guy, guy, Max is nice. You guys see that? Did you guys catch that one? Nope, I didn't. Fill us in. So basically, so th this guy, Max is nice. He's the guy, he's uh. He's this uh, white guy who does impressions of NBA players, like how they play. Uh, you know, I, I like the uh, B-Dot. I think he did it first. I thought he was way funnier. I thought he was way yes. better at it. You know, uh, so this guy basically just stole, you know, what, what, uh, what is, was that uh, Soldier Boy meme? He's like, he took my whole flow. He stole my whole flow. Ball word for word, ball for ball. Like he basically, he basically did that with, with B-Dot. And, you know, I saw them collab, so I guess he's cool with it, but whatever. So. He does these um, does these impressions, and I guess they just him and another guy decided to do one of KD and Kyrie in the lineups, and so they did KD. He was the other guy was K acting like KD, and the Max's nice guy was uh, was uh, walking in the background, burning sage like how Kyrie did at uh, the Sunday. Me personally, I thought that was pretty funny. That that's just me. Y'all laughing at it. I so y'all. I just thought it was pretty funny too. I thought it was pretty hilarious. So uh, everyone, you know, yeah, it was it was it was wild. <laughs> so he was burning the sage, and uh, Kyrie Irving saw it himself, and I guess he did not find it as funny as we do. And Kyrie responds to the the first guy who was the, who under the guy uh, who was playing KD. He responds with, and I quote, I respect the comedy, but tell your ignorant counterpart at and at some, Max is nice, do not disrespect my ancestors or my indigenous culture with his gestures. It's sacred to us natives to burn sage, and it's a remembrance of the people who died to preserve our customs. So, so Kyrie, so Kyrie said to him that. Now, I'll get on whether I feel like that was too much or if I feel that he was right. But then, so then Max's nice responds with hashtag sorry Kyrie, but if Kyrie want to do it, we can do it. Kyrie versus Max boxing match, 100 bands. <laughs> so, so the dude does an impression of Kyrie burning the sage. Kyrie doesn't like it tells them not to disrespect our ancestors and the dude responds him to a uh, response by challenging him to a boxing match so <laughs> hearing that let's start with motor what what do you think of that when you hear that was Kyrie in the right was he wrong is he weird is he not is max right is he wrong is he weird is he not what, what, what do you see that as i i don't want to say this because um it's popular, but I gotta start it off with respectfully. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> Instagram, G. Like, you know mm -hmm. this is Instagram. You can't be on Instagram being the fun police, telling people <laughs> that you know they they can't make fun of you because it offends your ancestors and shit like, like, come on, bro. <laughs> First of all, nobody gives a damn about that. And I'm not saying it, I'm saying it in the most respectful way. Like, right. I, I, I understand. People on the gram, people on social media don't care about feelings, bro. Like, this ain't the place for that. So like, you know, of course we all know that it was done 
with ingest, like an ingesting mood, like people were trying to get a laugh out of the fact that Kyrie loves to burn sage and da da da. Like, you know, either see the humor in it and or don't and leave it alone because you're only gonna make yourself more of a joke by commenting. And then and now look, now the guy wants to ch- challenge you into a boxing match. Like <laughs> now he's being even more taken for a joke. So like I think in all honesty. Kyrie would have served himself better if he wouldn't have said anything at all. But that's where me and Kyrie don't see eye to eye because he don't know how to shut that. What <laughs> <laughs> what you what you think about when you saw that guy? Um. Well, I mean, he. I guess he's entitled to be upset about whatever he wants. You know, I try not to control people's frustrations but you know in the same light I feel like just because somebody has like Kyrie can feel how he wants but I don't know but I mean I burn sage too but that's not under the like impression that I do it under like I use it more as a way to cleanse energy so it's like you can feel that way but other people may see burning sage a totally different way and it's just like Kyrie, just let it go. <laughs> like, well, when you, when you saw Max, when you see Max burning Sage that video, did you get offended? No, because exactly. I just don't. I mean, like, you're just being stupid. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to see that kid just mute his mute him. Like, there's so many tools on social media, you don't have to see that shit if you don't want to. Like, Kyrie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think you can't be overly sensitive either when you have millions of people following your stuff, commenting on everything that you do, like to some degree, you have to be sound within who you are, not even entertain that for your own sanity, not even to please them, but for yourself. So it's like, Kyrie, get grounded, do something, yeah. burn stage with yourself and stop worrying about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that Kyrie, he, he's doing way too much, way too much. It's like, bro, like you, people have done a whole lot worse. You know what I'm saying? People have done and said a whole lot worse and you just ignored it. So this just goes back to that picking and choosing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kyrie, he, he saw an easy target and he decided to say something to it. And, you know, listen, it's Kyrie. It's not like this is a dude who is who has always been level-headed and always said shit that makes sense and all. Like, no, no, Kyrie has a history of bullshit. So this, this is, yeah, this is, like, this, yeah, this, this is not, this is not nothing new. So um, I think Kyrie made this way bigger of a deal than it should have been. I think uh, in the same breath, I think the Max dude is corny as hell for, for trying to challenge him to a, a fight afterwards. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. Yeah, that was, that was, that's clout chasing at its finest. That was like, he got his 15 minutes, so I'm gonna go like, ahead. Now you just want attention. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, funny, up, now it's corny. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, but but ultimately, I guess it comes back to, this is all Nate Robinson's fault. Cause had Nate Robinson and I got washed like that, then motherfuckers wouldn't be, white boys wouldn't be thinking, oh, I can just wash NBA players all willy nilly. This is, this, this is Nate Robinson's fault. They'll say that's why I do felt so so uh empowered to do that. Yes. He's like, look, if, if, if Paul if Jake Paul could put Nate to sleep, then I could put Kyrie to sleep. That's basically what he saw it as. And he's like, cool, let me challenge Kyrie. So yeah, I think I think Kyrie was doing a lot. He should have just just like, just ignore it, dog. Like you've ignored a whole lot of other shit. Just ignore it. It's not me personally. I don't think it's that deep. Like you know, you talking about it disrespecting the culture and the ancestors. Listen, I'm part of the culture, bro. I was not. I didn't feel disrespected. It was clearly a joke. It was like if you think the joke's funny, you know, uh, comedy is is subjective. Like if you think the joke was funny, then it was funny. If you think the joke wasn't funny, then you don't think it was funny. Like it's it's, it's subjective. But to take it to another degree and to start turning it into oh well, you know, the culture is disrespected and the ancestors are like, shut the fuck up. Like, ain't nobody felt disrespected, bro. You just didn't think it was funny. That's really what it comes down to. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, but, so I say- uh, The fun was to his expense. Yeah, I say all that to say that that both of them took L's here. There was, there was, no, there was no winner here. No winner. Yeah, there was no winner in this scenario. <laughs> Well, two, yeah. two white flags. You're both there. Yeah, yeah, you're both. <laughs> you're both there. Double, double technical. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's, that's how I feel. Oh. oh, do you guys have anything else that you wanted to touch on this week? I think I got everything. Maybe. No. I'm good. I actually got a part right now, but uh, 
Mm-hmm. I think we I think we covered a lot. I agree. Same. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I gotta uh get ready to about to start shooting again. So you know we gotta got a big uh big short film uh called Side Effects coming up. So yeah, I'm getting getting ready for that. Getting ready for a pre-production. Yeah, make sure y'all get ready to look out for that. Shout out to my guy Isaac, new Spike and Isaac coming. You already know. Hey. Well, I'm gonna be just working on my own stuff, hanging out, mm-hmm. chilling. Got a massage on Monday, living. Oh, that's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta get both of y'all in a in a Spike and Isaac project, man, for sure. I yes. definitely gotta get y'all in LA. And we gotta we gotta work. Definitely. I agree. I agree. All right, you guys. Well, that has been another episode of the Black, Bald, and Bearded podcast. We will see you guys next week. Okay? Yeah. Peace out.